Jesse. My man Corey, what's happening? Man, you know, nothing. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on these days, right? I was trying to sound a little less white, but I, got, I stumbled over my words. <laughs> Which made me sound really white. How's it going, brother? <laughs> you speed jive. <laughs> you remember it, airplane? Airplane, yeah. yeah. Excuse and me, ma'am, I speed jive. Excuse me, ma'am. I speak. Man, it's like the chick from, uh, what is it, like, Father Knows Best yeah. or Leave it to Beaver or something. Yeah, yeah. Like the whitest mom in America. <laughs> All right, hey, I got another question for you. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> This is my my favorite part. Would you rather know how above or below average you are? So where you fall, like in the in, in like the whole right. population, mm-hmm. at everything you do, everything I do, yeah, mm, okay, okay. So like you cook a, a meal, and it you know it calculates, okay, all right. Or would you rather know how above or below average everyone else is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i want to know both because <laughs> i have to i'm like yeah i you gotta to know pick one. Oh, you gotta pick one yeah i guess i would like to know from like where i where i am yeah because then if i know where everyone else is it's gonna give me like this sense of self-importance maybe like I'm a, I, I know where i stand i'm, I'm gonna take the other side in a second but but think about how terrifying it would be to know where everyone else stands like if you are going somewhere that, that you're going to put so if you go to the carnival and you're like <laughs> this guy that there's the guy that put that together how above average is that guy and we could probably could have figured that out anyway but you go you go get you go get on a, a plane joke? <laughs> you go get on a plane <laughs> where did this guy finish in his class what do you mean the pilot the, is that what they call them pilots pilots yeah yeah the pilot I don't. Yeah. See, I, I don't, don't want to know that. I don't information. need to. Right. I don't need to know that. Well, I'd rather know about myself for room for improvement. Okay. All right. So that. So then to that point. But if you think about all the things you wouldn't have done, if you knew you weren't good at them. I have, I have a pretty good sense of what I'm good and not good at. Are there are there not things that I you would, do you, not play basketball? <laughs> I was a great soccer player. Were you really? Oh yeah. You defy all stereotypes. What? Half the world is brown and they play soccer. That's <laughs> totally normal. Yeah, but you defy stereotypes here. Oh, you mean in Alabama? Oh, yeah, that's just because we're backwards down here. <laughs> that's true. I'm so I'm so normal everywhere else, Corey. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, but, but back to this question. So how many things are you good, like really good at? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe five. I don't okay. Know. Yeah. Okay. So five five things. That's That's fair. Then you just wouldn't do the rest of the things that you that you try, right? And I don't. <laughs> I only do five. I, I ride a motorcycle. I cook. I clean the house. I play music, and I do this podcast. You, you, wow, that was pretty good. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Two Americas, where we talk about a lot of random stuff. Those Americanos. <laughs> we get kind of racist a little bit, and <laughs> we talk about music, and then we try to get to the bottom of some of the more difficult questions facing uh, our culture regarding race. I am Corey Nolan. 
I am a photographer slash musician slash podcast host now slash cutting some grass on the side. Uh, <laughs> I'm building some chicken coops. Um, wow. You know, all just kinds of skills. Well, you know, when you're broke, Jesse, you get busy. You know what I'm saying? You learn how to how to make a few bucks. So that's yeah, what man. you're experiencing. And over here, my lovely co-host. This is Jesse Subtle. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm trying to get busy, man. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, well, just the other day, <laughs> I got to recover. Oh, how how how's your week been, man? You you were uh, the other day. You had to get your bike fixed or something. You need a ride. Yeah, to the bike shop. So uh, I had to put some new shoes on my on my baby girl. <laughs> okay, it's motorcycle lingo for putting <laughs> tires on my motorcycle. Okay, and uh, her name's Bobby, by the way. Uh, after who who's the her's? It's, it's a bobber it's a oh yeah it's a i thought i thought type. you had like a bobby in your head that you, no no okay i call her bobby because she's a bobber motorcycle so okay. she needed some new shoes and my wife and, and how much the new shoes cost for a motorcycle? Uh, can you not can you not say it? you keeping this a secret from your wife no she, no she, no she knows exactly how much it costs it just depends i mean they're they're not Super duper expensive. Well, yeah, I guess it is for two wheels. So yeah, they're about one fifty. Oh, one fifty each. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's not so bad. I mean, that's a lot. But yeah, I, 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 I thought I thought you were gonna say like a thousand dollars. Oh, I'm sure you can get some for that. Well, anyway, I, I needed to get that done, and there was no one here to take me to the motorcycle shop, or actually follow me to the motorcycle shop because uh-huh. I was gonna have to leave Bobby there. <laughs> And did you did you have a talk with Bobby before you left? Her? I told her I was like, it's, it's just going to be probably overnight, <laughs> and uh, Daddy's going to come back and get you. And so I called my man Corey because I'm a cheapskate. I didn't want to call Uber. <laughs> I was like, Yo, help a brother out. And he was like, Man, I would, but I got some things going. That's on. not true. That's not true. No. Oh, the first night. Oh, you yeah, yeah. keep calling me. Yeah, I, I called you two days in a row. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I had, so I, I know one day I was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I got my kids got yeah, practice. No, I'm gonna right. drop them yeah. off." And, and then, then it like, didn't work no, out that. No. Yeah, it didn't work out that day. Okay. But the next day, I went down there anyway with Uber and. Oh, you did end up Ubering. Yeah, and then they didn't have it ready like they said they were. So you just. So I just put like thirty bucks on Uber ride. So now your tires cost a hundred. Yeah, like thirty dollars extra. Hundred eighty. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, so, then you may have to Uber the next time. Right? Oh, I know it's back now. Yeah, no, I got it back. But whatever. She's got her shoes on. She rides good. But just riding a motorcycle, you encounter all types of people, who a lot of whom just want to admire your good-looking baby girl. Okay. And, and you're like a defensive daddy. You know, I'm just like, hey, don't Get touch your me. eyes off. No, her. it's totally, it's, hey, it's, you know, I can appreciate that. But what's weird is when they, like, really want to talk to you, and, and you're out in the middle of, like, nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And an old white man comes up to you and starts talking to you about your motorcycle. Where, what's the scenario? Like, you're stopped at a I'm, gas I station? I stopped getting gas. Okay. And um, I get off the bike. I was thirsty because I'd been on the bike for over an hour at that point. And you, you ride, like, fully, like, Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm not right. one of these dorks that rides in their shorts and flip-flops. I don't get that. I don't understand. 
It's a motorcycle. Well, I don't know what you mean by that, but just like if you fell off, it would just yeah. be a terrible idea I to know. not have leather on. Who? Okay. So, I mean, I, but I think you kind of mean it because you like the way you look in leather. No, I don't always wear leather. I had on <laughs> jeans and, and, uh, and I'm Indian motorcycle jacket. I, if you saw, if I got on a motorcycle, I would have like. Did I have on all leather the first time you saw me on it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when we went to eat lunch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it scares people. I didn't realize that I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I look kind of scary. Like the Terminator. <laughs> I'll be back. Well, how much is that outfit? Because a, a suit full of leather? I mean, I didn't buy it all at one time, Corey. Okay, but you put it all together. Oh, is this like you're saying hey man, this wasn't Am like motorcycle? Yeah. These weren't motorcycle buys. No, they were. Yeah, no, they were. But it's like, man, Amazon, you find some good deals. Was it, is it pleather? No, it's real leather. I was gonna say pleather probably ain't gonna. No, help pleather you is stinky too. No, it's real leather. Okay. So, but I mean, it's dude, it's like almost eighty something degrees. The point is that this guy started talking to me about it when he had an Indian motorcycle. And it just went on and went. And then he was like, you ought to come. Well, what he exactly said was, and it startled me, was like, what, a guy has an Indian motorcycle can't come out here and ride it with us? And I was like, <laughs> turned around like, uh-oh. I was like, ha, ha, ha. But then he was like really nice. And then he started telling me about putting an alarm system in his house with his son. And I'm just, all Wait. I can think of is like, this is going to go real bad somewhere and he's gonna say something like that's why, gonna offend why did he, me why did he feel the need to tell the black man he puts a an alarm system in his house I, no, I mean i was like i was just like this he's gonna say something offensive let me get and out then, of this while we're good <laughs> <laughs> and then you said uh earlier you said you're, you're starting to the venues are starting to open up you're about to start gigging huh that's uh what i hope <laughs> you hope to have more I hope to uh, kind of get back to, you know, where I'm playing my, my more private events. Uh, I'm I'm not really crazy about going out and playing bars and nightclubs mm. so much right now still. Your private events, are, is that what you're a dancer? Right. That's right. <laughs> Do they pay well? Oh, yeah. The tips are great. <laughs> well, see so how you had the leather for it. That's right. That's yeah. what that's for. I mean, at least to start with. You didn't know that was my real job. <laughs> it's like I'm a candy gram. <laughs> you you have somebody that shows up at your house, knocks on the door. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, I proceed to <laughs> dance in my leather motorcycle outfit. So is it leather all the way all the way down? No. Is it a, is it's just leather, leather shorts. Too? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're gigging though. That's good. I mean, that's a. That, so I had this conversation with my son. Not this conversation. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his baseball team is. They're they're trying to kind of salvage some of their season, and so they're playing like another couple of tournaments. It's just like a two week thing. And I had to talk to him about like, hey, it's nice to like be at home right now and to not. We all are feeling that. Yeah. But at some point, we're all going to have to like start making our way back into the world. No. And like some somebody contacted me the other day about maybe setting up a shoot, like mm -hmm. somebody that canceled in the spring. And I was and that should be like the thing I want to do right. the most. And like there was this part of me that was like, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I know. I mean, so are you, are you feeling that like some trepidation of uh, Yeah, I mean, and part of it is the whole, you know, I mean, they're talking about a spike but coming back. Yep. Plus, I mean, it's just it's hard to get back at it. I mean, I went and did and it last weekend. I went and did a private thing out at a Greystone Country Club last week. 
Will you stop saying private thing? Uh, Is that what y'all call them? Huh? A private event. It <laughs> sounds scandalous. <laughs> I went and did a private event at Greystone. Boy, it was not lost on me. The differences in wealth. <laughs> uh, that's where Michael Jordan lived. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. So to make you know to make my point because he he's well, yeah. a normal black man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say right. One black guy with millions of dollars, and this dude down the street. What is he like a dentist? I, no knocks on dentists. I don't know how no, much. No, I'm you just make, saying, but, man. Like that's the. But do they make enough to live in Greystone? I'm sure some do. Uh, yeah, I guess some do. You know, I mean, that's 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 the whole <laughs> rub of it, isn't it? It's just like I have to be like extraordinary, super califragilistic, uh-huh. great <laughs> to just go live next to this white guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is? Oh, he's an investment banker. Yeah. You know, I got to be like the best. Uh huh. <laughs> at what I do to just maybe even come close. You got to be the best at what you do to play a private show at the <laughs> <Right>. house. <laughs> Man. Oh, and it, was, it wasn't it was lost on me. Like, while we're playing it, people are bopping around, being all cheery. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up on the TV, and they're burning Atlanta down, it looked mm. like. Mm. And I was like, and they were just oblivious to it. Mm. And somebody went in and turned it off. I was like, oh, they don't even want to know that's uh, going on. That's like bringing them down. Yeah. Like, oh, you're bumming out our party mm. with your racial conflict. That's probably, well, that's probably Fox News. So it, <laughs> it probably had a nice spin to it. Uh, which is the greatest irony in the world to me is that the most sarcastic writing your face show for the last, what, 30 years is The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And it's on Fox. Well, yeah, I mean, man, that, that guy... You know, he he's in it for money on, on all sides, so. Oh, Rupert? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, you know. Yeah. No, he's, he's smart. He, he's he's a businessman. Yeah, he's a, he's a capital, capitalist. That makes sense then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have them both fight and I make money off of both. Yes. <laughs> uh, bring me some tea. Earl Grey. Is that, a, is that a British accent? Oh, that's a very old British accent. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like old English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crust. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to launch into our second part of our discussion on race and religion, specifically Christianity. And our our topic is your own personal Jesus. So without further ado, Depeche Mode. (laughs) Why is it, you know, black people, well, you you just touched on it, you know, life is so kind of dire on this side but what is it for white people why are they so somber at church like like that that's the biggest i was like i i love worshiping god anywhere and and i and i feel at home in any church but i know that i'm a different kind of person when it comes to that you know Mm -hmm. i can go worship at a church that you know where it's a quieter style of worship and a more of a lecture style of preaching and I can get something out of it and feel that I'm connecting with with God. Some people, man, they're like, yeah, that was, you know, I've had my black friends come to some of the other white churches that I've uh, attended, and they're like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Like, they, they don't think it's bad. It's, it's just like, like. It's like Homer in heaven. It's just like, right. They're just like, I mean. That's boring. <laughs> they're like, well, well, they don't get it. They're like, what? Well, you like, want to like, know a secret? <laughs> What's the secret? Please tell me the secret. Um, 
most of the white people think it's boring too. Well, why do y'all keep worshiping like that? It's a great question. I, I, I think there's a, I don't, I can't attach this like racially to anything mm -hmm. or historically. I don't have any facts to back this up, but you probably have a good, a good theory for this, but I don't, white people are just, let me just stereotype for a second. Please stereotype your people. <laughs> you know, in general, there are some exceptions, but I don't think we're super comfortable with our selves, with our bodies, with our, our voices. Like, I don't think we are kind of out there with that stuff. And so like, you won't hear, you won't hear, corporate worship is very, Oh no, you can't even hardly hear people. Yeah. Very, I mean, I, I actually miss being in like a more of a traditional where that you have like a choir or mm -hmm. something where it's kind of, you actually hear something. Right. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make any judgments on the places that I've been recently, but I'm just making a point. I just don't, I don't think like, you know, if somebody, in fact, somebody did at a service one time, somebody took a flag and started going. I was down. there. Were you? Yeah, we were there. I did. I, it was an African-American young it? lady. Do you not remember? Because I was actually helping lead were we, worship. Were we playing together? No, I was helping lead worship. But I knew. I remember you sitting in the back. And uh, I looked at my wife, and she looked at me. And I remember looking at Aaron and just like, and looking at the other congregants. And like, and it's probably, they were probably just like, just don't look. Oh, yeah, it was right. It was like, just like, that's, that's not ahead. really happening. But yeah. I was like, because yeah. it tickled me. I, I thought it was hilarious. No, that's just the way they felt comfortable expressing themselves in worship. Okay, now, at the black church where I, I attend and have, and have worked and been a member for several years, we have mimes, okay, like kids that actually put on, like, white makeup and do mime. They go white face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> they're mimes, Corey. <laughs> they're not being, they're not like, yeah, they're mimes. They're not putting on white face and going, how you doing? I love my Jesus. <laughs> no, they're, they don't talk. They're mimes. <laughs> they're not racist. That was racist. I'm racist. <laughs> so, but okay, there's that. And then there's like praise dancers, little girls. That my dance. audio is not, is not set up for us to laugh that hard. <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's praise dancers, which I've had white friends that are just like, I don't get the praise dance. Thing. Are they in white face also? No, they're just <laughs> little girls. They're little girls that have on like dance costumes. My, okay. my daughter did it. And it's actually a beautiful thing. It's, you know, it's praise through motion. Okay. You know, black people oh, like I, to, I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, black yeah. people like to express themselves. And That's like, in the white church sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But the thing but is. But they're in blackface. <laughs> 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 just kidding. we can never forget that time it was christmas and we were at a church and there was a uh the three wise men oh yeah you remember that yeah and they had them up on the stage and and yeah, and, the, and the black one that was caspar i guess that's yeah it's supposed to be caspar which the whole Cat, you know, wait you know they have names yeah yeah they all have names caspar's the, a ghost the, the shout belshazzar yeah dude look it up there's they all have names <laughs> casp they were they were magi Okay. Which I always thought that was awesome. I'm like, oh, you mean they're wizards? I was like, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. My total nerves. Like, see, that's the other thing I want to talk about one day. Like, why do white people leave out all the supernatural? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, seriously. I yeah. mean, the Bible's full of supernatural. Well, not all stuff. The way. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some pretty hardcore. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. The snake, the snake handlers. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't know. That, I'm, I don't know. I don't know where I've been. So my education on the um, the nativity 
scene. It's fake. I, I, it's not no, real. I got it from uh, the life of Brian. So oh, all that's my, a great. All movie. my missions. <laughs> that's a great. Movie. I wish you were like that in church. <laughs> What's Mary? <laughs> but you remember that one? That one magi that was like he wasn't black, oh, it dude. Was, he was like like the color of coal. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It's almost was, like it almost it was like you couldn't. Like you couldn't see it with (laughs) with the eyes that we have. It was like in a different spectrum. Yeah, it was like, see, there was a black, 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 black (laughs) person there. It was funny that that the reality is they they all were probably closer to that that tone. But oh yeah. But what's the chances of the uh, the rest of them being that white? Uh, What's the chance (laughs) of of, a baby Jesus being white? Let's just go. Let's just start there. Mm, Born in Palestine. Let me see. How many was he like an albino? <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. I just don't think that he was a little white. There's no, there's zero chance of him being a, a white a, of white complexion. There's just there's but he who controls the spice. I mean, wait, that's Dune. I mean, he who who controls the narrative controls the history. <laughs> that that's true. I remember going through. I don't know why Walmart's because Walmart's our sponsor for this episode. Yes, uh, I wish. I remember going through Walmart in high school and seeing, like, in the center aisles at Christmas time. Well, actually, I don't even think it was Christmas time because it was it was like adult picture of Jesus, and it was like black Jesus. And I remember thinking, "Oh, that's that's cute." Like, there's a there's a I, I really because that was that was what I, I had just been I had only seen it my way the whole time, and I never even stopped to consider like I thought this was like, oh, this is for the black community to. Uh, have right. a better association and, of and Jesus. You're, and you're not alone in that. I mean, I'm even, not. even black people, we probably thought that too until we became awoke and we're like, it doesn't really make sense. Most of the Bible <laughs> takes place in the desert. So, I mean, if, if nothing else, they look like Arab Hebrew yeah, at least, people. At least, yeah, at least, yeah. You know, you know, remember there was that movie a few years ago where, oh, was it called The Color of Love? It was about... Like there was, a, it was black Jesus. I mean, he was darker than me, and okay. it was like pretty much an all black cast. Uh-uh, and uh, that was kind of why they were after him. Oh, really? It was because he was like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's like it's a modernized. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know what that's the name of. It. I remember going to the movies and seeing it and being very uncomfortable so, as a as a you know kind of at the time more orthodox like. Mm, I don't really think this is the uh, actual uh, gospel. <laughs> so is the idea that they're putting, they're putting like all the race relations on Jesus and yeah. like that he was carrying. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, no wonder they treated him like that. Cause he was like, you know, he was at the mm. bottom of the social pecking order, you know, the Romans and all like, Oh, he's a black guy. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I have a few more questions on, on this subject matter. Do you feel like it's clipping at all? Um, I don't know. I don't think it. When we laugh, I don't think it's actually clipping. Yeah, it might, I feel like it's in my headphones, but maybe it's just my gain coming I, out. I think it's funny that you have on the black headphones and I have on the white ones. <laughs> so it should be. If this is all clipping, I'm going to be so ticked. There's, I know it's not. Can I'm you not? Right there. I mean, mine's not clip. Hey, hey, it's not really. I think it's just your headphones. Maybe my headphones yeah. are busted. So I got these Beats, you know, by Dr. Dre. I can't afford those, Jesse. I got two pair, man. You want? You can use my Beats next time, man. They're not a true sound. That's why I don't have beats. That's why I have these. Oh, right. Yeah. So no, they, they, color, they color the sound with the low end. I, know. I don't think you're supposed to say colored. <laughs> they color. 
you know what's funny here's, we a, need, yeah, go. here's a funny thing about having the the good thing about having friends that are black is you can have these com- people that can joke about stuff you can have this exact same conversation i can have it right here and then i can go like i, I just 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 happened and i went with my white friends and i was like oh i can't say that anymore i can't i can't say the things that i would say to you but why joking because because they're fragile no, not not for their sake, just because it wouldn't be met with the same response. It's met with a white response, which then it just feels racist, whether people are trying to be racist or not. See, I joke, I, well, I guess that doesn't work. I was like, I joke like this with, like, no, with all my white friends. Or <laughs> I joke like this with my black friends, too. And even sometimes they're just like, Jesse. Because, you know, I make jokes about having a white wife, and they're just like, oh. I'm like, man, look, I'm like, we love each other. I was like, we come from different cultural backgrounds, and that's okay. And we have, uh, we have a lot of bridge building that we work on and, and are still working on. Just because, here's an example. Okay. And this has been going on all night, kind of. I'm a little bit more animated and loud. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> so, my wife and I have disagreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we you, were first married, you don't call them fights we don't fight yeah no i but they're disagreements uh differences you, you write opinion. a note to her and tell her <laughs> no that's what she would like for me to do uh-huh. probably i'm i'm i yell uh-huh. you know i raise my voice okay i raise my voice i'm not always yelling but in her perception the way she perceives it and perception is reality it sounds like I'm yelling at her, and I'm like, I'm not really mad. I'm inside. Just, you don't feel like you're yelling, no. but on the we have this conversation yeah. in my house too. Yeah, this is how I exp- this is yeah. how I express myself, and you you probably have no real sense of the the volume. Vol- yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when it gets yeah, but yeah, sometimes I don't. I'm just like, what, what, you know, what? But I think that carries over into like our church services. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have a guy up there. And he's talking like this, and even though he's being real passionate, brothers, they—I guess—we want to feel like you're yelling, but you're not yelling. We want to, we want to, we want to see some emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now some people carry it too far, you know. And there's definitely a show. I actually wrote a paper on this in one of my linguistic classes in college about just the language cues and the whole showmanship side. Of um, preaching, yeah. of black preachers. This is like 20-something years ago I wrote this for my linguistics class. Because I picked up on like, yeah, there's maybe incorrect grammar. There may be broken English or whatever you want to call it. That's on purpose a lot of times. It's the drive-home effect, you know. And for someone who's uninitiated coming in, it just sounds like maybe this person's not, you know, he's not educated. Hmm. Which is another big difference in in our churches that most white churches will not hire, you know, the more mainstream white churches, if you don't have a doctorate or yeah, been right. to seminary. Mm-hmm. Black churches, if you've been called mm-hmm. by the Lord to preach, mm-hmm. uh, can I get an amen? Mm, amen. Yeah. They'll, they'll let you preach, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's interesting. And I wanted to ask you about this, too, of just from my personal understanding, one of the things I came across was as the slaves would begin to gain confidence and and start to meet and they began to kind of put the message together and they actually were adopting Christianity and they would have these sort of secret meetings. And I 
what I took away from it was that there would be some people who would become sort of the messengers of that, maybe the ones that knew a little bit more or had learned a little bit more. And so that you have this image of um, a preacher or a, a, a person in, up front as becoming like a very important figure in that community. You got to look at it like in the context of like ancient African like culture, like the griot. You know what a griot is? Don't. Griot is like the person who kept up with the the history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Right? Yeah. And it was transmitted orally. So you have a group of people who can't read or write. Mm-hmm. Someone has to carry on the traditions and the customs of this of of your tribe, you know? And that kind of, I guess, turned into preaching once we were in the new world, mm-hmm. you know, as slaves. Uh, interesting thing, we don't have time to go into it, but the church where I am, Mount Zion, it's the oldest, I think, oldest black Baptist church in the city of Birmingham, maybe in the state, one of. And we have a celebration every year, you know, to commemorate that. But it was started out of another church called Ruhama Baptist Church. And it was started because the freed slaves had been still going to church with the white people. And I, I guess we got a little too rowdy <laughs> or it made people uncomfortable. For whatever reason, the white congregants got together and gave some land and money to the black people huh. and told them to go start their church. Huh. And that's the church where I am today. Okay. And I'm sure that wow. happened in a lot of congregations throughout. So how old is that? Uh, 150, I think. Wow. Yeah. So. And it's not a big church either, is it? No. I mean, not by, you know, not by a lot of people's standards. But, I mean, that's the, that's the powerful thing to me is that these people who had nickels and dimes kept this church going yeah. for this long. You know, yeah. now we have, you know, people in there that are doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, and whatever. And, uh, but what did you say? Indian chiefs. What does that mean? You never heard that? No. You've never heard that colloquialism? What does it mean? It just means like a big wig, like, you know, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. I've never heard that. <laughs> it's a thing. Look it up. <laughs> where where oh, is that in the PC? Huh? Can you say that? I, I can say it. <laughs> I, I, can I say that? <laughs> everybody stop being i didn't didn't think i i didn't think uh you could have you seen have you seen native american chief have you seen that that louis ck bit about you like louis ck right oh yeah i love louis ck i know it's not okay to say you like louis no i think see that's just perfectly fine but he has a he has a bit about the europeans coming over and touching on the land there are people coming out and they're they're like you're indians right uh, they're like no no, no this no. this isn't india that's a whole totally right. different place right. he's like nah like you're indians they're right. like no, no no seriously this is like a totally different place and he's like ah you're indians for 400 well, years columbus was an idiot he didn't even know where he was <laughs> he was lost he did yeah he 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 flim flam isabella and ferdinand out of some money and then he didn't get to where he was going and then he, oh yeah it's india yeah it's india and i see that makes more sense yeah so maybe they had to perpetuate a lie it's always about perpetuating a lie it's always for financial you know gain and i mean i i, I know it may not be politically correct to call native peoples indians because 
but I just think take Indian to me short for indigenous. Mm. Okay, that's what it, that's what it means to me. Okay, you know I don't think they're they are from India. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to get out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> for all my uh, Native American brothers and sisters, uh, you know, uh, one love. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> we cousins anyway. Oh. So I have one one more question that we we've talked about before, and I think it's really interesting. I never thought too much about it until we really started digging into all this stuff. So a lot of the well, let me back up. I really have only attended a white church and multiple ones over my life, but it's always been white. You have many times in your life gone to even both churches on the same day, white and a black church. So you <laughs> you you know the the difference in the message that we're talking about now mm-hmm. today what you and i talked about was that a lot of times there's a lot of guilt a lot of talk about our guilt framed in this in the sense of like needing jesus but there's a whole lot of talk about the things that sometimes like specific things that that we're doing wrong that are really like hyper focused on most of the time in most churches like that you're going to feel like someone is giving you some specifics of what you know like bad behavior you know what i mean i think you and i talked about there being a message from one church that kept coming up and you were like oh okay i know what this guy's dealing with <laughs> right right and 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 in the black church from what i remember you saying that that's just not no. that's just not even really part of the message i mean that can be in the message you know i mean yeah we we Black people have, you know, character flaws that we need to work on that Christ needs to come in to our lives and help course correct us, but it's not to guilt us, you know, it's to help free us. But I mean, more often than not, the message is one, black people are just dealing with different issues. You know, you you got a group of people who are more statistically earn less money than than their white counterparts maybe live in less you know safe neighborhoods may work harder jobs longer hours may have less you know traditional stable relationships meaning there're a lot of one parent households yeah. okay so the messages are aimed more towards uplifting people that you don't have to give up you don't have to give in to your baser natures of you know wanting to just say the heck with it and go get high or get drunk or whatever and try to just pretend that it doesn't exist like you know your problems are real and you need a real savior okay he just doesn't have to be blonde haired and blue eyed Mm. and the the biggest i think scam or sham that that you know whites tried to pull on blacks is that you need white people to save you Mm. okay and it's like no we don't i mean you know that's a lot of they tried to depict to us in you know tarzan movies like look at now all these brothers in africa and who comes in this one little white kid grows up and he's gonna rule the whole continent Mm. and talk to the animals come on bro (laughs) you know it's the same you know White people definitely have a, you know, yeah. savior complex. You know, we're going to come in and Christianize you and turn you from your heathen ways. Like, 
these people were living in peace when you got here. Like, why do you think that they need your God? Well, and that you're, you're touching on, on what we talked about in that conversation too previously was when you're in a group of people that aren't, they're not facing oppression. Mm-hmm. They're not facing, I mean, to the things that have been happening that forever, yeah. the things that people are talking about more recently, there's a level of stress that people of color live with just daily that they walk daily. around. Amen. And so, and yeah. so you show up and, and we're talking about how applying this to a set of beliefs. Well, that's not there. That, that like, there may be that you're, you know, like me right now and that you're going through a hard time financially because mm-hmm. your work, I'm not saying people don't experience hardship, but they, they don't have that, that sense of urgency. Maybe I think it's an urgency in the black community. Like, we we need you now, Lord Jesus. Yeah, huh. We don't we don't we we're not waiting for you know the second. We need you now. Mm. We need to have your presence imbue us and fill us now with the the hope that we can make it through another day. Mm. Okay, that's to me that's the the quintessential difference is that Jesus is like it's like he's here with us. We need him. We know he walks with us. Because there's no other way we could be getting through this mm. without him. A lot of times, I think in white churches, it gets to be more philosophical. Yeah, well, and that's more a lux- it's and a more anal- right and analytical. Yeah. You know, and and you know, self analyzing. Mm. You know, it's like no, Jesus is real to us. Mm. You know, and when I say he's real, it's just like yeah, no, like we can feel him moving, his presence moving amongst us. And I mean, dude, I've definitely felt. I've never felt that same level of spiritual inhabitation, I guess you can call it, in a white church. Now, I've definitely had some spiritual moments, you know, of, of, of higher, like, kind of aha moments in, in white churches and in um, these seminars and stuff where, you know, but far as just, like, the true presence of God showing up and manifesting himself, and I, I know this isn't a Christian podcast, but, I mean— that's you know that's that's the difference to me is that it's it's not a set of beliefs or a lifestyle like there's too many other distractions to me at this point in 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 the world you know for for all races if you're choosing to follow jesus it's because you you need a savior Mm. you you really think that there is something in your life that needs divine intervention So for our, our moment of levity here, we've been talking a lot about the Christian influence. What We've actually played some some gigs together in churches and have specifically That's played right. some yeah. that are geared towards hymns. Mm-hmm. And and there's some really, really great, I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan of, of a lot of contemporary worship music. Mm-hmm. I really, there are some hymns that I really love. No, me what, too. What was really interesting when i was when i was looking through this stuff is is seeing the hymns that came probably about the same time same basic era that these hymns are being written and you see the spirituals that were being written and they're they're simpler but to the points that we were just making or that you were just making there's a lot of you know, sometimes i feel like a motherless child 
like there's a there's a raw emotion that even in just a simple like a few stanzas mm-hmm. comes through but on the other side there there's some really theologically deep but it, but again it came it really comes from a place of of luxury to be able to sit and think and right. to have knowledge and education yeah yes so my question is what do you between those two what do you think has had a wider impact on our culture in general when you think about the church music so amazing grace written by a former slave captain yeah you knew that right i didn't know yeah. that yeah so sort of the white man's hymns mm-hmm. or the spirituals you know like you said i mean they're both equally valid in my opinion because a lot of those hymns were taught to the slaves but the theology was sound and the intent and a lot of those hymns were written out of places of darkness and despair for those white kind of privileged people so just because they're white and privileged doesn't mean that they can't have a supernatural divine you know experience where god touched their heart touched their pen so i mean i think yeah in context now the way that white people may sing them you know may differ from the way that black people sing them. But I mean, yeah, both, you know, whites and blacks still sing Amazing Grace, just at different tempos and, and different time signatures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what I what I wondered, though, is, is I was thinking about it, again, to some of the stuff we've already talked about, the raw emotion of the spirituals. And you got to think about, like, just basic things like publishing. Like, they just didn't get they didn't get recorded in the right. ways that um, well, white music would right. have been. Didn't have access to, to, yeah. But a lot of stuff did make it through, and mm-hmm. and the way it made it through was by repetition and by people learning oral history. Or, yeah, yeah, oral yeah. history. But that does eventually lead to some of the most significant. I would say more so, like those hymns have held up in ways that they still are done in mm-hmm. this in the same way. But it's almost like a historical reference, right. like that's sprinkled in as like, oh, let's sing an old <laughs> hymn. Well, but but spirituals, I mean, they became it, it almost was like a it seems like it was sort of in a vein of this this thing that was passing through and continued to pass through because it was a part of of, uh, of a struggle. I was going to say it's a struggle and it's you know, it's folk music, you know, it's it's folk music and the people's music and the people are still, you know, fighting the good fight. So in that sense, I guess, you know, the spirituals, they endure probably more in our consciousness, especially in the consciousness of black people. We still sing a lot of those songs, but we still sing some of the hymns. But I heard someone say one time that, why is it that we, the one one criticism of our music in, uh, in the Christian church is that, why is it that we think that, okay, so we're gonna go over here and uh, convert these people and okay, we don't have time for to get on the, the whole problem with that, but why is it then that we think that we're that they're supposed to sing these same antiquated songs about experiences that they don't have? Yeah, right. You know, let them have their own music that tells their story and their and that's what I guess you're getting to is like, you know, the slaves had to tell their story and their road to to finding, you know, Christ. Mm-hmm these themes keep popping up. It's that whole thing of, well, we're in charge and like we have all the, like you said, the publishing and we make the rules. And so this is going to be the canon of Christian music. Mm -hmm. And 
that alone in itself is something that the church needs to rectify. Mm. Okay. Cause 150, 180 year old, you know, even that style of music is, you know, and that's, there's a big rift even with in white churches about musical styles. What, when it, you say it, rectify, what do you mean? That they, the, the church needs to learn, come to the place of the music itself is all a divine gift from God. And it needs to reflect the people who are in the church. Mm. Okay. Now we don't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes. We need to, you know, remember just like the Psalms were, those were songs, you know, those Psalms, they were sung at one time during religious services. And I guess if you're Jewish, they probably still sing them somehow. I, I, I feel like the church is, it's a living, breathing thing. And so the people are the church. So why should the people that are in the church, we're not neo-romantic, like, you know, yeah. you know, that that's not our musical heritage, mm-hmm. you know? Now, yeah, there's a place for, I guess, piety and being reverent. My point is that should we be singing songs written by old dead white people all the time? Absolutely not. Yeah, but should but should white people be singing songs that are spirituals? Because that's that's it's different. It's not a uh, it's not our story to sing in that sense. I think if we make it not racial, it's the story and the struggle of of the Christian of the mm-hmm. pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good- so yeah, it is it is their story or your story. We got to start seeing ourselves as brothers and kindred rather than two isolated groups. Mm. Yes, we have different customs, but some things we definitely have in common. Mm. Well, I can't beat that with anything, man. That's a good way to end it. All right. All right. Love you, man. Love you, brother. All right. Two Americas is a production of I Can't Believe We're Having to Talk About This. For future episodes, please subscribe.